Here's a note I ask you to please copy down. Orthodoxy, and this is not original with me, of course. None of it is. Orthodoxy is paradoxy. Orthodoxy is paradoxy. So orthodoxy is a paradox. Now, I want to use that as an entree. Last night, I made a case, which I will make stronger, that I and you are called to godly self-care, like the oxygen mask dropping from the airplane to put on ourselves first before others, and to seek balance. Now, that's, on the one hand, some of us take great satisfaction in Mark 8.35 that says, for whoever will save his life shall lose it, that is, take care of it, but whoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. That's the other hand. So the question is, how do we reconcile those two? And I will begin that reconciliation by saying orthodoxy is paradoxy. The two exist simultaneously. The two are not antithetical. It's not like choose either. By my standards, the answer is both. We do both. So it's and, and. And I will elaborate that case by quoting Ecclesiastes 3. There's an appointed time for everything under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to be silent and a time to speak. And we might add, a time to work hard and a time to rest. In a sense, a time to save your life and a time to lose it. Perpetual giving. Boom, 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 boom. It's not so hot. In fact, I will say that perpetual giving, losing one's life all the time, can be a cover for workaholism. And I know that's a danger at St. Vladimir's. We all work like crazy and teach the students some wrong things. It also can be a thinly veiled cover for a savior complex. I, and only I, can do this and save this seminary or whatever. So we were careful of all that. We're real careful about all that. How do we get that balance? It is the Lord. We will never, ever figure that out fully. I know in my own case, to be personal, in December, at Antiochian Village, I gave three keynote addresses to the 300 college students. To tell you the truth, giving three two-hour keynotes for me to 300 students was exhausting because they are so needy, so open. So I did that, and of course, when you do that, a lot of them catch you and want to talk, so I did a lot of counseling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. After I finished there, an hour and a half drive to the Pittsburgh airport by myself, uh, I said, I think I need something to eat. And I, I literally went to the kiosk and said, you know, what should I eat? And I looked and I saw the orange. I said, I, I had a headache, pounding headache. I don't have the energy to peel the orange. I just don't have it. I have to have orange juice and something easy to eat, yogurt. So I had orange juice and yogurt because I didn't even have the energy to eat. I was totally spent by my standards. That's a good thing. I felt good about that. <laughs> but I went home and rested for two and a half days. That's the point. <laughs> that I can't do that and go home and start to work again, that there's a certain balance needed. And that's so true. I don't know about here, but I know at St. Vladimir's, I have days that I teach classes and go to services and have a faculty meeting and counsel students all day. When I get home at night, I can't even turn the doorknob. I'm just so, there's nothing there. 
and it's a good thing, but I can't do that very often, or I won't have anything to give to anybody else. So in my own case, I choose one day a week, doesn't have to be Sunday, that I do nothing except rest. Nothing. So I take a walk, and I take a nap, and I listen to music, and go and ride in the country, but it's a it's the Lord's Day. It might be Tuesday, but it's the Lord's Day. Every day I have one of seven, zero days. And one day a month, I go away. Now, I live alone, but I go away and stay overnight someplace just to get away and pray and read and rest and take a nap so that I can be revived. So that's my way of arguing more for me and you, taking those four areas, intellectual, social, emotional, physical, and spiritual, and attending to them personally so that we can spend ourselves fully and then recover and come back. Now, we may need to talk about that more, but that's what I think Florovsky is talking about when he says absence of extremes. That's all I want to say about that right now.